Make a move it, then she'll call him. Forest fires, Google's ballin'. Take a chance and roll the dice one day. If you're a DM player, find you. Millennials can join this quest too. Expedition, we're gonna find a way. I can see clearly now the smoke has gone I can see all obstacles in my way <laughs> and Is that how it goes? I don't know how it goes I also can't sing, so sorry about that But uh, <clears throat> Smoke has gone At least for now At least here It's still terrible quality if you go 30-40 miles inland But for now, we've been spared. What was that, Snowy? She was sniffing. I think she was trying to ascertain if that was the case. So, I did it. I did it. I have launched Grizzly Peaks Radio as its own separate podcast. I sort of did it, did a sort of stealth launch. <laughs> stealth launch. I stealth marketed it. Well, that means in my in my book is I didn't tell anyone about it at all. <laughs> so there was not just stealth marketing, completely invisible marketing. Um, but but it's up, and um, you know after the first sort of week or two, I did actually send a few links out and what have you, and. Um, I'm surprised. I was quite surprised. Um, I've I've taken a, a new content strategy. Content strategy with it. I can't do a, a Scouse accent, Spencer. I literally. Content strategy. Strategy. I can't. No, fuck me. <laughs> no, content strategy. That's why I'll, I'll stick to my Lancashire. It's weird because the Lancashire and the Scouse accent aren't that different, but I just can't nail the Scouse accent. I don't know what it is. All right, all right. Calm down, calm down. You know, because you have to do this high register. High, it's it's like a higher register. La- Lancashire is a, bit, is a low register. Whereas Scouse is like, it's up, it's up there. Yeah, you know, all right. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, anyway, for those of you that are still listening, um, Grizzly Peaks Radio is its own podcast. This is where all the actual plays are going to go. As I said, there's going to be no more actual plays on Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. So if you're waiting for any... If you're one of the um, strange group of listeners who who listened in for the actual plays, they're all over on a new podcast called Grizzly Peaks Radio. And my approach has been to um, to sort of release them in blocks. So the first six episodes were all The King in Yellow, which I think from a sort of production point of view and, and also from a sort of clarity point of view and possibly from a... <clears throat> how should we put it, performance point of view. It's probably one of our best ones. Um, not that my other actual plays aren't as good in, in terms of like the players' engagement and performance and voices and all that. But I've realised it's because there's only three players. And well, there's a couple of things. And I'll probably talk at length at some point about The King in Yellow because um, we finished it. And it was fantastic. It was it was a really good game. And, and it was sort of improvised, largely, as much as anything I've ever done. 
Um, but because it's only three players, there's you don't get this kind of confusion or over-talking or, you know, the difficulties you get with, say, my mask campaign where there's six players and, and often there is over-talking. So just purely from a editing and production point of view, it's so much easier to do the King in Yellow episodes. Actually, I'm assuming this because T, uh, TJ is the one that edited them. Um, so TJ Drennan and myself, we're, we're collaborating on this, I guess we could call it, this venture. <laughs> venture? That seems to imply there'll be some money somewhere at the end of the day, which of course there won't be, but on this on this project. Um, he does most of the editing, to be honest. There's There's a few streams, there's a few games that I edit myself, such as the Tales from the Loop and Blackwater Creek. And I get a sense I'll probably I'll probably edit the Watchers at Walberswick because I really want to edit that one. I, I don't think I could inflict that on, on TJ because of the sound quality of the first two episodes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's just... And I'm wondering whether whether it's better not to put out... I had a long chat with my players about all kinds of things in Mars. And, and really, this episode is about this incredible sort of end to the chapter in Egypt. Sort of the end of the chapter, but actually not the end of the chapter. It feels like it should be the end of the chapter, but it ain't. And we all know that, and I've been pretty upfront with them about it. And I'm going to play... A little clip in a bit about our discussion after the game. Because I fucked up again. I fucked up in a way that I thought could, one, just derail the session. I actually said at the beginning, should we just not play today? Because I said something, I had a reaction to something that was not good. It was not how I experienced grown-up GM should react to something. But it was also emotional and in the moment. And it could have just wrecked that session, not just wrecked the session, but possibly even broken up... Uh, or being dramatic. I don't think it would have broken up the group, but I think there were some feelings. There were feelings. And um, everyone's under stress. Everyone's under stress for many different reasons, and uh, I think it manifests in different ways. And, um, you know, one of the players, at least one of the players was not happy during that session. And we talked about it afterwards, and I'm going to play a little bit of it. It's a little bit raw. Um, to my players, I, I, I really feel it's important to play this. Again, if you... Please take this in the way in which it's intended. I think we had a good... I think it ended up being an amazing session. And I say that. And I say that subsequently. And I think everyone agrees it was an amazing session. But it almost exploded before we could start. And that's on me. But it's kind of also on them. It's on all of us. You know, we take, we should take shared responsibility for, for the feelings that, that emerge at the table. And it's only because we, we are great friends and that we care about each other a lot and that we've been through so much together that these things happen. When the stakes aren't there, you know, these feelings, these, these, these things don't happen because... It's like, yeah, it's not worth it. Like, well, whatever. If someone says something a bit off, it's like, yeah, whatever. Or if the GM does something, you know. You always hurt the ones you love, eh? That is, 
That is a very true statement. All right, guys. Well, look, I know that was a ridiculously silly start to the session on two fronts, on me having a little emotional moment. Um, Kim, I sense you were not happy during that session because of that. Really, no. Yeah. Huh? Not really happy, yeah. No, I, I, know, I know. But look, we're all friends, okay? And you've got to be able to tell how you feel to your friends. Oh, yeah, we definitely need, like, uh, RPG group therapy. <laughs> Like I, oof. I definitely feel like there's something, there's something ugly under the surface, and we need to kill it. Uh, no, I don't think that. I honestly don't think that. I think that we're, look. If you want my take on it, whether you do or don't, I, I don't know. But like my take on it is, we've gone through some intense stuff. Like in this game, it's not, it's not like meeting your friends for a drink. This is like we're we're pushing ourselves into difficult places as people by doing this kind of role playing. And it kind of brings out these intense feelings that are a little bit weird because why do we feel them? You know, we're playing a game, but at the same time, we're not. So I think this is fine. I think we are, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, Kim, if you're feeling like you don't want to play with the group anymore or with me, that's fine. But I wouldn't want you to feel like I didn't want you to play. I mean, it's just that I've, I mean, look, on the one hand, I totally, get I me mean, i was 100 percent kidding but i totally understand that if i was like hurting your feelings then i definitely apologize and that was not what i was trying to do at all um but i mean that being said i mean it's it's more than just the game that is stressing me out yeah i'm but, sure i'm sure I'm sure. And look, I overreacted, okay? I'm old enough and mature enough not to t take a few little ribbings personally. And, and perhaps I was just... I think I was <laughs> overreacting, to be honest. I really think I was. And I'm sorry for everyone for, for, for me kind of jumping at you for, for really just having a joke at, at my expense, which is fine. You can joke at my expense whenever you want, all right? I mean, especially because, and just to be clear, the only reason why I would even joke about you doing that is because it's 100% not true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would only joke about you, like, secretly wanting to kill our characters because I felt the exact opposite. You well, know what I mean? I'm glad. So, and I, and I, want, I, mean, I want to yeah. know that. And if that's if that's the case, I want to know that because, yeah. Right, right. You know, we love you, goddammit. Well, okay, thank you. I don't need you. You do not need to, to, to say that stuff just to make me feel better, honestly. But, you know, look, the point is, if you've been listening to my podcast recently, you know that I'm, that I'm constantly thinking, how could I be better? How could I not screw up? How could I? Because I, you know, right. I, I do a lot of things that are bad from a GMing point of view. I know I do that. No, no GM doesn't. You always fuck up in some ways. And, you know, you know this whole thing about the planning... It really, you know, I want, I actually think it's, look, it's fine for you guys to plan. It really is. Um, I think I was just getting, you know, maybe I talked about it in the last episode that I did. Were you, were you stressed out because you were playing, um, like, that other game? Because I, I heard, I heard over, over through that, like, oh, no. something, something went down, you know, Pony no, Express, no, no. went down, and, like, maybe no, that no, stressed no. you out. And then, like, no, I'll tell, I'll tell you exactly what it was. I think I said okay. it in my last, I was so hyped up for that for this fight and we've been through it now and it was fucking amazing i think wasn't it oh it did right. felt like a kick in the balls but yeah let's do it. <laughs> it was it was hardcore it was insane it was fucking insane and so the fact that i was so hyped up for it i was thinking right we're gonna have this whole thing and then we didn't and then it just 
didn't happen for like 45 minutes it was like I was so frustrated I was like no this isn't what this session was meant to be and and I know that I shouldn't think that because how the session goes is as much up to you guys as up to me but I was so hyped up for it and when it just ended up being this meta discussion for like 45 minutes it just got to me but the truth is you guys should and and can plan I'm not stopping you from planning if you want to plan but I think what we should do is maybe decide okay we're going to spend 20 minutes planning and then just do that would you think that that would be acceptable I mean yeah I mean my thing was I mean I my only problem with it was just that I, I totally agree that we spent too long planning. Um, it, and it's not like mm-hmm. I enjoy spending 40 minutes planning. Hmm. Um, I think the only reason why I like reacted the way that I did was I think it's just this idea that it has to be entertaining. And at a certain point, it's like, you know, you have to go, there are, there are certain episodes that we have that are not very entertaining but the reason why i like going through them is because it means like we're going through some grunt work so that way when you know we actually go into a battle it's going to actually be super fun and i mean i guess but do you mean mean that from a from from an entertaining for us as a group or entertaining in the podcast because i don't care about the the actual play yeah i I think honestly i don't care about it i care about us having fun in our game yeah, and I think that's what it was. I couldn't tell if you meant from no. a podcast or from a game. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I still have fun when we meet up, whether we, like, go gun shopping or whether we fight yeah. a giant monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's the only reason why I reacted and the way it, I did. It was just because my expectations were were kind of not met at that, at, during right. that session. I was wanting something, and I didn't get it so I was kind of frustrated and look I'm sure there are different feelings amongst people in the group some people probably also felt that way I'm not going to speak for anyone but um so yeah that was um that was a bit of therapy I think a bit of gaming therapy for us all and I think we needed it I think we needed to clear the air I think we needed to you know get stuff out on the table and what to me is fascinating I think is that I don't think I would ever have had this kind of a conversation with with any of my other groups or at least not in that way you know I think at least for me at least for me at any one time in my life or at least up to now, there's always been the group, my group, my group of players. And with that group of players, that's the sort of the be-all and the end-all, the beginning and the end, the everything, because that's the people who I played with. Now, things changed quite a lot when I moved up to San Francisco. I'm not giving a weather report now. Uh, it's it's a day after my silly song. I'm, 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 not, I'm not. There's a bit more smoke. It's coming back. <laughs> anyway, so when I moved out to San Francisco, something sort of new happened. Not entirely because I had, as I, I'm sure I've said before, I have played with my New York friends um, on occasion. Once once we left, um, I, I would. Uh, for work, I would travel back to New York and we would play occasionally. But it was only really when I came up here that suddenly I had two groups, which was a new thing for me, a completely new thing for me. Um, I found this new group of 
wonderful young people in Oakland. And, and I had my LA group. And we're still playing, you know, I'm still playing with, you know, at least some of my LA players. A few of them have drifted away, but but the core of that group is still there and we're still playing regularly, sometimes even twice a week. I've even, uh, <laughs> it's even spawned a new hybrid group that I'm not even playing in, <laughs> which is which is a couple of my uh, LA friends and, and, and Sid from Oakland. They're, they're, they're going to be playing together a bit. I, I've kind of had to dial back some of my sessions. It's, it's got a little bit too... Too much, too many, <laughs> too much work, too little sleep. But look, what I was saying was, you know, that maybe in my head at any one time, my primary group, my local group of people that I play with and and, and almost invariably I've played with a lot face-to-face. Because I think that just really changes everything. When you're in a face-to-face group, it's not about, it's not even about the game. It's about your interaction as human beings. Like, I feel very differently about about my face-to-face groups than I do about my online groups. With my online groups, I, I love playing with them. And some of them are, are just amazing role players and wonderful games and we've pl- done some great creative stuff together. But, you know, it's an online game. And no matter how many times you play, you, you don't really feel like you know them until you know until you've met someone properly and and spent hours and hours of time with them you of course you can't know them you know you know uh, <laughs> the virtual relationships are are something but they're not the same as a real physical relationship so as i said i feel like there's there's a sort of it's it's more incumbent on me to to kind of address these things like if things aren't things aren't like making me happy now you may not have been able to gather from that clip about what it was that made me unhappy and I think it was just this kind of culmination of all these different things but the thing that really got to me was I felt that my players for the first time had made a, a comment that went beyond a joke about me not being on their side you know, in the past, they've, and in recent times, I think it's, it's, it's got a little bit more intense. They've, they've kind of jokingly accused me of cheating, of manipulating the situation, of, you know, going against them in some way. And I think while it's joking, it's fine. But it finally got to me in that session because they really, you know, they, they knew the peril they were in. And, and, and they honestly, I, I think... Joking aside, I think there were some feelings that, that in, in, from them that this is it, I'm finally taking the gloves off and I want to kill them. Which is absolutely not the case. And it really hurt me, actually. It really hurt me that they thought that I would be that vindictive when every single piece of evidence that they should have known was that that is the last thing I am. In fact, I'm so far the opposite way <laughs> that, it, that that's probably why I felt so upset by it. And I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a meltdown, <laughs> not a meltdown, but I kind of told them off. I said, I said, that's really unfair. And it, it really hurts me that, that you would think that. And, um, and the session almost stopped there and then. Because in that moment, I was feeling, I don't want to play with you guys today especially after all the other stuff that's gone on about the planning and about the 
all these other little kind of things that were bubbling up to the surface, that were boiling up to the surface, which I don't think, one, they would never happen with an online-only group, at least not, not in my imaginings. I just can't see how you would ever get to that point. You'd just basically bail. Because there's no, there's, no, um, there's no sunk cost with an online group. There's no investment. If I think about how much time and effort and energy and emotion we've invested together as a group, it's intense. So almost... <laughs> yeah, I was, I was worried there. And you could hear him in, in, in that conversation afterwards how worried I was. Or not worried, but I, I, I thought, is this another inflection point in, the, in, in our group? Are things going to fall apart? Can the centre hold? <sighs> and then what kind of brought it all home to me? Kind of poetically and beautifully. Was listening to that very first episode we put up of Master of Nile Aphitab. And what amazed me were two things. One, all the seeds of all the problems we have had as a group. And problems are fine. Problems happen and you deal with them. Or you don't. You decide. All the seeds of the problems, they're all there in that first episode. Listening back, I was almost stunned at all these tiny little moments that, you, you, that I never realised at the time. That I don't think you would re- anyone else would, would realise. Maybe not even the rest of the players. Maybe they wouldn't even recognise it themselves. But I saw all these little foreshadowings of all the issues we would have around around um, the guy that played Grums. That was all there in episode one. Um, this planning, this, this, this kind of imbalance in planning, that was there, episode one. Um, the, the sort of implications of unfairness or cheating, the implications are there in episode one. This kind of mismatch, I suppose you could say, between the values of my younger players and mine. You know, um, different attitudes to winning and losing and success and failure. They're all there in episode one. And it kind of shocked me. But also, but also, I felt the love. (laughs) There was an amazing sense of camaraderie, of love, of connectedness. Because although it was episode one, we'd been playing for almost three months at that point. We recorded that episode on December the 21st, 2019. And we've been playing since October the 1st. So although it was the first ever episode of, of, of Master of Nalathotep, actual play that we made, we were a seasoned group by that time. And you know what? It made me miss playing face-to-face so much. It's kind of... <laughs> we've forgotten, I think, what it's like to do that, maybe as a group. But it's so different. The feeling is so different. I don't know. I wish we can go back to it. I hope we can one day. But anyway, I'm going to play some messages now about the bone. (laughs) I just can't get away from it. Guys, please stop fucking calling in about the bone because what am I going to do? Every time I think it's dead, this bone, you bloody dig it back up again. Ah, the curse of anchor. Forgetting the actual content of your messages before you reply to them because they were left several days ago. So this is these, none of these calls are actually about the bone. They're not about the bone. That's me. I'm just kind of obsessed with the bone. Um, they're actually all about 
masks. So I guess this is really a one-topic episode. So look, here's um, Barney, Jason and Colin talking about all this stuff. Hey Andy, sorry about the audio. I'm in my car in the rain using the the hands-free option. You're thinking of the Enemy Within campaign for Warhammer Fantasy. And to be be fair to Che, it does sound like, you know, yeah, the players have an option, but you have, the set pieces are how you have fun, and it sure doesn't sound like they have a big option in encountering the set pieces or not, but it's all good. I mean, I agree with you. Why would you not want to fight the big bad, right? That's, you know, if you're not, and especially since they're playing pulp, you know, I I get it, dude. I, I do. So I'm off to listen to Daniel's podcast, but I just wanted to remind you of the enemy within. And yeah, that's about it. Talk to you later. Well, Andy, I tried to leave Daniel a message, but I can't because Anchor's a piece of shit. So please let me know that I enjoy his first episode. I think he did a great job delineating the roles of the GM and the player, and I look forward to more podcasts from him in the future. I want to welcome to Anchor. If I can get Anchor to let me record, I will, but I can't find his show in Anchor, even though I can find it other places of the RSS feed. And when I try to record through the internet by linking directly the episode off Discord, it just keeps airing out on both an Android and iPhone. So I don't know. Please relay this message to him. Thank you, Andy. Hi, Andy. It was so good of you to include that extract from Sid. She absolutely puts you in your place as far as I'm concerned. That's brilliant. That's the, that's the, that's the business right there. In terms of this shitting the GM up, if you're a player too, if you're a player, then you, you're in that mix with the players too of being shit up, having stuff put in your way, being tripped up a bit, because that's, that's part of the fun of being a player. So that should also be part of the fun of being the GM player too. Um, yeah, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting out there with that kind of thing. I think we've got to, there's this hierarchy thing, I just think is bullshit. And I don't know if you're right or wrong or whatever about uh, Che's message, but I think I think he is onto something there, and he's talking about that switch in the the player's decision making. Why was it at that point that they got so bogged down in decision making and planning? And you've you know you you've. You've talked, you know, you've talked a lot about that as well. But I think there's something in what Chase says, absolutely, that 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 they might have been. It seemed to be qualitatively different in some way the situation that they were facing. All very interesting. All very interesting. Nice one. Bye. Hey Andy. So, a broken clock is right twice a day. Guess that's why I'm agreeing you on this one. <laughs> A few set pieces does not a railroad make. And even if it did, I'm uh, I'm curious as to why the sort of sandbox and hex call play is 
held up as some kind of holy grail. I enjoy most types of play and I enjoy a good hex crawl. But you best be a decent GM if you're going to take that on because you, you need to have mastered some improvisational skills. You've got to think on your feet and have a good set of tools backing you up. And, and that is not every GM. I think there's a place for both styles of play. Uh, I find it a weird hierarchy. Just a quick comment. Take care, mate. Catch you later. And listen, just to clarify that point about players being entitled to shit the GM up. I'm not talking about derailing. I'm not talking about undermining. I'm not talking about any negative shit. I'm talking about keeping people on their toes, having fun, um, thinking, having to think in different ways, having to juggle stuff, all in the name of the game, all in the name of fun. Not, not, it's not kamikaze auto-destruct, derailing, none of those things, none of those things. We're talking about playing. We are talking about playing and using all of those different agencies, character agency, fictional agency, player agency, all of those things, all of those things. So what I'm taking from all of this is a slightly, a slightly kind of lateral point, but I think one that almost... You know, if you're going to dig down into why we're having all these reactions, why I'm being emotional, why my players are being emotional, why there are these frictions in our play, I think, actually, I think, I think Barney, for once, for once, Barney has nailed it. I mean, look, it's not normal for Barney to get anything even vaguely right, like literally... Um, he's the most wrong man in, in gaming. I mean, we all know that. He's, it's, he's notorious for it. I mean, he can barely string two words together. And as for his accents, Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. But for once, Barney has actually got, got something right here. It's about hierarchies. I think all of this stuff, all of these complications and maybe even negativities or just breakage points, they all come down to the power relationships around that table. And there's one huge artificial power relationship there that is really strange when you think about it. And actually, it's probably the reason why a lot of GMless games were created, because on some instinctive or unconscious level, I think we all realised, or we all realised, or the designers of those games certainly realised, that having a GM can be problematic in games. Because if you think about it, you're getting together with a bunch of people that may or may not be your friends, but they certainly will become your friends if you play with them long enough. And yet, one of you, it's me, and it's always me, and I guess this says something about my psychology, Oh dear, this is really turning into a therapy session, isn't it? One of those people is controlling what happens. Now, how many social situations do you have where that is even even in any way thought of as being a good thing? I mean, of course it happens in other social situations. There's always, you know, someone that takes charge, let's say, often, someone who's 
more charismatic, someone that's more confident, someone that's older, someone that's more experienced, more mature, knows the, the topic better, um, knows how to ski better, knows how to sail a boat better, knows how, you know, so there's always this sort of, I would say, organic um, kind of, um, I guess, reversion to mean, or, or rather reversion to, to status quo. Um, but there's some, there seems to be something extremely art, uh, like strong and maybe artificial in the way it, it happens in, in games because like one one of these people is conferred that role and then everything everything kind of evolves back to them they they have the power so to speak and 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 that power can of course be abused and we've all heard those those awful horror stories about gm's you know horror horror dms um this whole reddit channels about it so you know when barney talks about the the uh, you know this this bullshit hierarchy and, and 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 he says he wants to shit the gm up he's talking about something really positive there don't you know i i know some people might interpret that in a negative way that you're just being antagonistic or disruptive but what he's saying is everyone should be an equal participant in the in the process <laughs> in the process in the game i'm getting too fucking business speaky again um i i think i've i think i've kind of taken I, i've kind of fucked myself up now now that i've been talking about business speak I, I think i'm creating this whole other level of business speak all to do with bloody role-playing games and that can't be a good thing but anyway you know, he's trying to break down those hierarchies in a really positive way. And I, I think, you know, if I think about the way I run the game, maybe I am a bit of a control freak. Maybe I am a bit of a, you know, maybe I do take control too much. Maybe I don't let the players do everything that they want. And and maybe, and, and, and look, it's really complicated. It's not always, it's not about being a, a pushover, letting your players do whatever they want, but it's, a, it's about knowing where your boundaries are as the GM, not turning that into a power trip, not, not denying them certain things, not forcing them to do other things. And I think that, yeah, on, on reflection, um, maybe I was a bit dismissive of Shay's comments sorry chase comments um i think i said at the time that i really you know I, I think there's definitely something there but i think it was also from his his bad experiences that he was reacting in that way um and look and colin had another point of view but you know everyone there in in those corners was really talking kind of talking about the same thing that we have to be we have to figure out what these what these roles are what these hierarchies are and, and who should be doing what and you know how we figure it out how we how we get past these things will determine two things it'll determine two things one it will determine how good the game is how much fun we are having in the game and secondly it will determine whether we can stay together as a group of people, whether we can remain friends, whether we can get past the difficulties. Because friendships aren't about how much fun you have when things are good. They sort of are. But what makes a really good friendship is whether you get through the difficult moments. And sometimes you just say, you know, peace out. I'm done. We all know that. It happens all the time. When we look at the stakes put in front of us, we look at the work we're being asked to do, to maintain that friendship and we go you know what fuck it 
And that happens, that's happens, that's happened to me several times. Not not necessarily me making that decision. I'm, I'm, I'm too needy to, to reject friends in that way. But maybe I'm too much of a coward. I don't know. But um, it's, you know, several players over the years in my groups have just said, fuck it, and left. And... And that's because they didn't want to put the work in and, and they didn't probably feel like they were friends, you know, regardless of, of how much fun we'd had at various points. And, it, and it's those that are willing to push on through. And, and look, when I said to Kim, I'm thinking maybe you want to leave the game, I was terrified actually she was going to say yes because I love Kim and she's an amazing player and I want to keep playing with her forever, basically, as long as she'll let me be her DM. Will you let me be your DM, Kim? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, these are the stakes, and and sometimes you kind of have to risk everything to to win everything. Those are the stakes. It's a game we're role playing. I'm a stranger, and you're making mistakes. Smell your body